Do you want more high ticket clients? Do you want to know how they think and how they buy? You're in the right place to learn how to get all the high paying clients you want, whatever you want, and how to actually stand out as the world-class specialist in your arena. I'm Leanne and I've helped over 500 women go from very few clients to commanding better prices and calling in clients who are pre-sold. In this podcast, you'll learn the exact strategies that I use with my clients to get them more clients, cash and credibility. All the things you'll learn here are rooted in sales psychology and how your client's brain works. Also what to do and say so they buy. So let's get this started. Hey everyone, welcome back. And today we'll talk about epic client experiences. Give them what you promise. All right, so now you may know that we moved from Austin to Atlanta recently. And during the move, we had professional movers. They loaded the truck. They loaded our cars, brought our cars here. So we shipped the cars too. And we went to the airport. We bought one-way tickets and we brought a bunch of bags. So we got to Atlanta and we had to stay in a hotel for several days because the movers were still on the road. And if you get professional movers in a big moving van, they usually have two or three houses in the truck that they're dropping off. And we were the last one. So we had to wait almost a week for our stuff. And we get to the hotel the night that we fly out in Atlanta and we pull up in that driveway. It's a circular drive. And there's somebody blocking the circular drive. There's a guy outside his car uh, preaching. He's got a Bible in his hand. He's preaching really loud. And there's a bunch of people around him that are praying and preaching, which is totally fine, right? I'm okay with that. However, it was blocking the drive. So we had a really hard time getting through. And we go around him and we park on the other side and we bring our bags inside. We have eight bags. We have a large bag that we've checked. All of us do. We have a smaller carry-on. I have a backpack. Everybody has a backpack. I mean, we're, we, we're loaded down. We have eight bags. And the parking garage is a ways away. There's no valet parking. So we unloaded and we take our bags and we checked in. And as we're going in, the security guard is kind of fussing at my husband. And he says, you can't leave your car there. You can't leave your car there. And my husband points to the guy that's preaching, who's completely blocking the way, by the way, and says, this guy is fine, but we can't unload our bags. We have eight bags. And so we ignore the security guard (laughs) and we check in and we go upstairs to our room. We take all of the bags upstairs. The room smells really horrible. We go in the room, it smells like pesticides and a little bit of ammonia. We can hardly go in there. It smells so bad. So we turn on the air conditioner. It's February, it's cold. They were having a cold snap in Atlanta. So it was like 25 degrees outside and we're running the air conditioner because it stinks so bad in our room. And it's late, it's like 1130. And so we're like, you know, we're hungry. We're having like a little protein bar out of our backpacks and we're gonna go to bed. And we're looking around for the bedding of the sofa. There's like a pullout sofa and a king size bed. And my son is sleeping on the pullout sofa. And my son's 22 years old. So he's not like a kid, kid. And there's no bedding. There's a sheet. There's a flat sheet and a finished sheet. There's no top quilt or blanket. There's no pillow. There's no anything. So we call downstairs and it's, the air is blowing, we're freezing cold. Remember it's 25 degrees outside and we're running the air conditioner and my son has no blanket. So they come up to the room. I was like, can you bring us some bedding? And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll bring you something. 
the guy comes up to the room and he gives us five fitted sheets and a tablecloth. He says, there's no blankets anywhere in the hotel. They've all been taken. And when he, when he left, I looked at my husband and I said, they gave us a tablecloth. It's a banquet tablecloth because it's really long for a blanket. They gave us a tablecloth. And the next day, okay, so my son, we don't have any choice. It's 1130 at night. There's nothing open. So he sleeps under the tablecloth and five fitted sheets. So the next day we get up and we go to breakfast and it's $30 a person for breakfast. And it's the worst breakfast I think I've ever had. The eggs were salty. We couldn't eat them. They were so salty. Everything was just nasty and gross. And the breakfast was just horrible. So we ended up with DoorDash from McDonald's, which actually was pretty good. And we tried to get the hotel coffee machine to work. Uh, it was like an automatic Starbucks machine and it never would take our money. It wouldn't work. So we had to get somebody from the kitchen to go back to the kitchen to get us coffee. It was absolutely, it was, a, it was the biggest weird, weird thing. And we drove over to Big Lots and bought some Febreze for the room and a couple of blankets because my son didn't have a blanket. He had a tablecloth. My husband had booked the hotel for five days and we went ahead and checked out on the day that our stuff came in because the movers got here early. We decided that instead of staying in a hotel two more nights, that we would just go ahead and make do. We would try to find blankets and sheets and things like that that we had packed for our house instead of staying in that hotel again. So the guy at the checkout, <laughs> he said, well, why are you checking out early? And my husband's like, travel plans changed. And I almost said it was the tablecloth. <laughs> the tablecloth alone was the lowest point of that. So why am I telling you this? Client experiences is at an all-time low, pretty much everywhere. Hey, it's Leanne. And if you're ready to have more clients, cash, and credibility, Head over to IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com where you can find out more about current programs, hit our vault of trainings, and join the community. That's IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com. Okay, back to the show. A lot of companies use COVID-19 being the catalyst, but I honestly think it was happening before that. But they, they don't care. They don't care. And corporations have decided to not hire enough staff and not repair things and not make things supplied because it's cheaper. It's better profit margins. So they've realized that us as customers, us as clients, we do not have a choice. And so we'll just put up with it. They realized that customers just put up with it. And the emails they sent, those hotels, two years ago, I remember in March of 2020, they were sending out emails. It was like yoga studios and hotels and different things around the country were saying, hey, we're wiping things down for COVID-19. And I thought you weren't wiping them down before. That's really the lowest level of service. Like, why were you not wiping them down before? No wonder we came home with colds. Wiping things down is the bare minimum of customer service. It did make me feel good. I didn't like the emails about that. The yoga place and the Marriott, they would be cleaning the rooms. Why didn't you clean the rooms before? 
Well, companies have chosen not to hire up anymore. With the exception of the win in Las Vegas, I would say 99% of the hotels I've stayed in recently don't have housekeeping service. They didn't clean the room every day. Unless you ask specifically, they clean once every four days. They've realized they don't need to hire. That sounds bad. And I think it is bad because people don't want to come back to a job anyway that gives you $3 an hour working for tips. Companies have refused to change and they refuse to pay. And so instead of dropping the prices, they decided to pass along the expense of the bad experience. So prices are the same. The client experience is worse. Prices are now even higher. And I think the client experience is not very good. So I've talked about the airlines before. I'm going to talk about a good experience with the airlines a long time ago with my son. When we flew to Hawaii and we upgraded to first class. My son had never been, my husband never been, and we were really excited about going over. And every two to three hours in first class, they would serve us a meal. And it was like a good meal. It's like tomato soup with crackers, homemade bread, you could get wine. There was, you know, warm nuts. I mean, the whole deal. Now, the meals and snacks now are not very good. But back then, you got fresh bread. <laughs> you got good food. You had several choices. And for dinner, was really good. And then for dessert that day, they had hot fudge sundaes or banana splits. They came to your seat. They had a tray with all the different toppings. And my son was like, just give me a little bit of ice cream and a lot of fudge. So he got pretty much a whole dessert glass full of hot fudge and a teeny tiny bit of ice cream because he was cute and he, she was a sucker. But he got a hot fudge, hot fudge rather than a hot fudge sundae. It was just a cup of hot fudge. So now the nuts are gone. The ice cream sundae is a thing of yesteryear. The snacks are prepackaged. They're kind of flavorless. It's not up-leveled at all. I remember going first class from JFK to Heathrow, and you would get packages that had socks and a toothbrush and shavers and little mints and a little pack of toiletries and a toothpaste and a sleeping mask and the whole shebang. And they gave it to you in a little pouch. It was a good extra. Now, if you're lucky to even make the plane, <laughs> you might not even get a seat. You're lucky if you're not sitting next to somebody that is talking loudly in their phone or you get a good-natured flight attendant. That's the elevated experience. And I don't blame them because people are grumpy. People are grumpy because we're treated badly on airplanes. If we weren't treated so much like cattle on airplanes, we'd be less grumpy. People are punching other people all the time and having knockdown drag outs because we're unhappy. Unhappy clients and unhappy customers are grumpy. It's hard to be grumpy when you have a hot fudge sundae. It's just hard to be grumpy. They're going to continue to be grumpy when client experience is not good. Let me remind you of the tablecloth. That didn't make me happy. It didn't make me want to be nice to the front desk. It didn't make me want to go back to that hotel. We can't just be the mechanism to get someone from here to there. The experience matters. The experience matters. For instance, the last time we went on a cruise, we went ahead and got a suite because my son was going with us, sharing the room. We needed the extra space. What we didn't understand is that a suite allowed you to get on board before everybody else did. 
We didn't have to wait for our bags to arrive. They arrived first. We could go ahead and get unpacked and go up to the deck. So when everybody else was having to go to their room, because everybody else got access at 1.30, we got access at 10 o'clock in the morning. We got an entire extra day of vacation because we chose to up-level to a suite. Contrast that with getting on the ship one day late or later in the day. You don't get that extra day, right? You don't get that extra day. So let's say you join a coaching group and that coaching group finds out your favorite things and they send you treats. Maybe there's a party scheduled and they send you a margarita kit so that you can mix your own margarita and we can all have margaritas together and play Cuban music. Maybe they send you something else. Maybe there's a welcome orientation call where you really feel cared for. Maybe during the group coaching call, people check on you to make sure that you're doing all right if you miss one, that you don't need anything, that you're following the process. Maybe people are checking in with you and are accountable to you for their stuff. Maybe they're hiring people to support you. Maybe you're getting stuck at a certain point and they realize it and so they're going to bring in people to get you over the hump. That feels better than just figure it out on your own or just come to the calls. And you don't come to the call, that's on you, right? Which which group would you rather be a part of? Somebody that says, hey, just come to the call. If you don't come to the call, we can't help you. Or the other one that makes the extra effort. Hot Fudge Sunday takes extra effort and it made an indelible impression on my son. Since then, American Airlines has gotten worse and worse and worse. My son has no loyalty to that airline anymore. Every day I see more cancellations. We don't have the luxury of treating our clients that way. We don't have limited seats. We're selling high ticket and we are selling it in an elevated way where the experience is worth the price. Why wouldn't we want to go the extra mile to make sure and assure success? A leader cares if your client gets results. So you won't see a lot of people teaching this. You won't see a lot of people saying we've got to step out this way and treat our clients right after the sale. It's totally possible, though. Totally possible. So a few years ago, I asked a coach if I could join. I really wanted to join her program, and it was not cheap. And I asked if I could pay it out. And I didn't have clients. I was doing sessions for $97, and I thought if I could pay her weekly, I would be in her program. And she said, yes. She said, yes, you can do that. You can pay me weekly. And so I worked and I worked and I worked every week. The first four or five things that I did a week were dedicated to paying her off. And I remember I paid it off early and she was so nice about it. Like She really worked with me. Now, not to say that you should help your clients pay off a high ticket offer weekly, but she treated me like she cared. She treated me like it was important to her to have me in her program. She treated me like a high-level person. So now, right, she's moved even more up in the marketplace, and she's coming out with a group coaching program that has incredible results. And she gives a promise in the program that you'll four times your investment with her or they will work with you until you do. It's a year-long program. It's about $17,000, and it's worth every penny. She's got accountability coaches that check on you. She's got milestones. She's got 
mindset coaches that have weekly calls, there's all kinds of help and support. And she knows where people start getting stuck is where she needs to give more robust support. She has a bold promise. It's probably the most supportive program I've ever seen. And she believes in what she does. It's a product. So she knows that she's good at it. And she knows that if clients don't get results, it's on her. It's on her team. And I think that's incredible because she's gone from kind of a lower ticket to a high ticket, but she stepped out in the marketplace like a leader, right? So you do have to figure out when you're going through things, are people falling off places? And is the client experience really nice? Do they have access to people that they need to have access to? Are they getting stopped with mindset? And can you provide something there? Can you provide something within the container that feels really special and feels like that they are VIP? A client experience revolves around getting results. Client experience is seeing through the eyes of the client of how things are in the container. If you have module after module after module, do you really want to do that? Do you really want to take module after module that's 45 minutes long and then do two hours of homework? I've been through those programs and let me tell you, it was not elevated. Would you want to come to something to where you're a number and you never get coached? Would you want to come to something where the results were kind of meh? The community's good, but the results aren't good. Do you really want to buy that? Because I don't. Client experience is getting excited for your client to come through and experience all these things. Who doesn't love buying Christmas gifts for your kids? Why do you love that? You love it because the experience when they open it to see their eyes, to see their excitement, to see their happiness is everything. Why do you take your kids to Disney? Because you go down that main street and you think this is the happiest place on earth, right? Why do we do that? Because we anticipate someone else's enjoyment. We anticipate someone else's satisfaction. And that is very satisfying. And if it's not satisfying, then we need to check ourselves, right? We need to check ourselves. A client that feels seen and cared for will usually not ghost you. They will finish your program. And you will have their loyalty forever and ever. Amen. Because it's unusual. You're going to give them the luxurious $1,000 comforter. You're not going to deny them the blanket and give them a tablecloth. So we have it within ourselves to bring the client experience to make it stellar, to make it better than anything else out there in the marketplace. If you do that, you will have clients that will be singing your praises everywhere you go, and you will not have to work near so hard to sell your high ticket offer. If that is something that you're thinking you need, if you think to yourself, I really do need to put some things in my client experience and I don't know what to do there, let's have a chat. Go to the show notes, go to the link there, click the link and let's have a chat about how I can help you do all these things and move to a different Escalon in the marketplace because it's absolutely possible for you. Okay, we'll see everybody next time. 
Remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com. I'm Leanne Heil and we'll see you on the next episode.